0: Take heed that no man deceive you. Morning and welcome. It's March 9, 2022. I know I've been flooding a lot of these out the last few days. But there's so much going on. There's so much information that keeps coming in. If I tried to put it all together in my usual one or two shows a week, they'd be six hours long, and uh, nobody has time for that. I appreciate you that do have time and and do listen in uh, to the uh, shows we've been doing. There seems to be a pretty good response. Uh, thank, Thank you to those around the world. Japan Russia I don't know if you Russians can still hear me I hope you can trust me I live in the United States and here in the United States not all of us are against the Russian people matter of fact very few of us are against the Russian people I will even go to the point where I'll be a Putinist and say there's reasons for winter what things are happening are happening now, do I agree with the death and destruction? I, of course, do not. I mean, I'm not a beast. Uh, but anyway, it is a pleasure to be with you again today. And thank you for joining us. It's a lot of things to look at, a lot of things to cover. I, uh, I've put together a few clips again I think are well worth us listening to I want to tell you something I turn on my computer and of course good old Firefox my my uh, web browser has this tendency in the middle of something to shut off altogether and then I have to kick it back on and when it comes back I get their welcome screen um here's what I got on their welcome screen and it's very interesting in a weird kind of way it says uh disney is turning red well there's no surprise there disney's been going red for a while folks uh they have a red panda and of course you know unfortunately uh, firefox has joined hands with disney and pixar in turning red and they have this little red panda that you can get for free I guess they're doing a turning red uh, cartoon with a little red panda. Is this too much to take? Is this too much? Is it unbelievable? I mean, have we gone into a a segment? And for those of you who will not get it, think about it. Who's red China? We call them the Red China. The Chinese Communist Party. And uh, the panda, of course, is a fairly chinese bear you know but he's usually black and white like my buddy otis over here my producer who is now asleep at the switch i actually call him panda once in a while just for fun but uh you know the the panda has turned red he's he's gone with the communist uh the chinese communist party and given up his black and white colors to become the red panda oh my gosh uh, I'm going to play something and then I'm going to nail you with some more stuff. Uh, my buddy, Mike, I, 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 just wrote him the lyrics that go with the song that is behind this montage that you'll hear for the next three hours, three hours and 30 minutes. I'm sorry. Three minutes and 30 seconds or so. Uh, then we'll, we'll discuss little bits and segments that are in there. Give a listen if you would, please.
1: If, for instance, the Polish government, a NATO member, wants to send fighter jets, does that get a green light from the U.S., or are you afraid that that will escalate tension?
2: No, that, that, that gets a green light. In fact, we're talking uh, with uh, our Polish friends right now about what we might be able to do to backfill uh, their needs. Well.
3: Our analysts assess that putin is unlikely to be deterred by such setbacks and instead may escalate essentially doubling down to achieve ukrainian disarmament
4: and i think putin is angry and frustrated right now he's likely to double down and try to grind down the ukrainian military with no regard for civilian casualties
1: freedom if you care about democracy if you care about uh, the rights of uh, individuals uh, if you care about our future Uh, Even though it's a war that is happening uh, far away, it is a war that will affect um, what kind of world we're going to live in. The Ukrainians are really, and I would argue, fighting for all of us.
4: This is a step that we're taking to inflict further pain on Putin. But there will be cost as well here in the United States. Defending freedom is going to cost. It's going to cost us as well.
1: too much right now
4: Russia's responsible it's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production that's simply not true a united response to Putin's aggression has been my overriding focus to keep all NATO and all of the EU and our allies totally united today We remain united, we remain united in our purpose to keep pressure mounting on Putin and his war machine.
3: Americans are paying a higher price at the pump because of the actions of President Putin. This is a Putin
1: spike at the gas pump.
4: I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home.
5: actually less expensive than it was in 2008 during the previous record at if you take inflation into account. We spoke to one couple who says they say it's worth paying higher prices right now. I'm willing to pay higher prices at the gas
6: I am too unwilling to sacrifice and pay for the people that are suffering
0: in Ukraine.
5: Now, every single person that we have spoken to here feels the exact same way. They feel that it's worth the prices if it is supporting the people in Ukraine.
4: Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports, and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine.
1: Freedom, if you.
0: And there you have it. The song is War Pigs. (laughs) Sorry. You just got to do what you got to do sometimes. Uh, Even the dark, heavy metal guys of the 60s and 70s got it right once in a while. The politicians are to blame. Uh, they, they, they scrounged up one couple at a gas station who were willing to say, Oh yeah, I'm willing to pay more at the pump. Maybe they don't work. Uh, maybe they were driving a Tesla like the idiot on TV, Jimmy Kimmel or Colbert or whoever it was who said, Oh, I'm, I don't mind paying 14, $15 a gallon for gas. I drive a Tesla. Well, Nimstick. natural gas also can help in the production of electricity and other things. I you know, you, you can't make up the stupidity that goes on with these people. It, you really can't. So we're going to blame Putin at the pump. We need to, we need to support the Ukrainians at our pump you know why not the rest of the world suffering masses you know, the the uh the folks in in africa that have been being slaughtered under the the uh muslim hordes and the fulani tribesmen that have been running through those countries down there uh forgive me for not knowing it was nigeria i think and and just killing people burning them alive in their in their churches why aren't we jumping in line to support them and raise our gas prices for them. Well, for one thing, Africa doesn't really run us a lot of gas or oil or coal, although we do get diamonds, and usually on the back streets somehow. they call them blood diamonds. You know, South uh, South America, you know, well, we're looking down there. We're going to go to Venezuela, a narco-terrorist state to get us some dope, or I'm, I'm sorry, some oil that we could pump here. But we're not, no, we're going to go to somebody else or any other place out there in the world where people, like China, where the Uyghurs have been locked up. Uh, we don't know how many killed. We don't know how many are are actually disappeared and never to be seen again in enslavement camps for one reason Only the belief, their belief, I'm sorry, their belief. They're they're Muslims, and I don't stand with Muslims, you know that. I mean, I'm not, I don't hate them, though. I believe everybody can come to the saving knowledge of Christ, even those Uyghurs in China, and they may even relish it, but we'll never know. Because they've been locked up. Now, when our athletes went over there for the Olympics, were they allowed to even ask a question about such a thing? No, they were told to keep their mouths shut. Nancy Pelosi said they're a brute, they're a brutal regime, so don't say anything. But when you come back over here, just talk all you want against every thing that may be good about the United States and you know, we do have our our dark side our everybody does everybody's got warts the wonderful thing I've always said about our our uh, holy scriptures the the uh, the the uh, Christian Bible the Jewish Christian Bible is it doesn't display our founding fathers of Abraham and Moses Noah Adam it doesn't display them as perfect upstanding, wonderful men they, they although you know let's not let's not get too far off there. you know what I'm saying. They had warts, they had things that they did wrong, and nations go along with that. Nations can be evil like Iran, but it's not the Iranian people. it's the ones that run it. It's not Russia. It's evil. It's the ones that run it. There's people there just like you and me that just want to live. There's people in Ukraine. And I'm going to tell you what, the Ukrainian government is not hands clean. You know, people have a short-term memory problem of Joe Biden sitting in a presser somewhere after he got done with this little deal saying, you know, he told them they need to fire their prosecutor, their state, their whatever, you know, national prosecutor who is looking into Hunter Biden for his dirty dealings with Burisma, the gas company in Ukraine. And he said, you either fire him or you don't get this money that Obama wants to give you. And they said, well, you don't have the power to do so. This is Joe Biden saying it. I'll find the clip and play it for you someday. And he said, you know what? I do. I got the check. You either get it or you don't. Do what I tell you or don't. And they did. He said, well, SOB, they fired him. They fired their national or their state prosecutor so that they could gain money from the United States that uh, MMA fighter that we put on yesterday, wonderful guy, and he's back on Tucker Carlson again last night in a uh, one-on-one interview with Tucker. And it, it was it's telling, you know, this is the kind of guy I want to stand next to. First of all, you know, if I can't take him, he probably can, but he, he's, 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 an, he's a patriot. You know, I'm not going to join the the military. The military is not worth joining today. Unless you want to do a couple of years, get your college creds and get out. But they're going to send you somewhere like they're sending these guys left and right now over into NATO countries so that sooner or later they can shove you across the border into Ukraine get killed for nothing. We don't need to fight the Russians. Now, if I saw, oh, he didn't. Tom sounds anti-patriot. I am not. I'm a very strong patriot, but I'm with that kid. I'm staying here. If it comes here, I'm not going to go. Where am I going to go? There's the old story about the guy in, in Germany, a Jewish fellow, and his family. He 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 saw what the Nazis were doing. Now, it probably wasn't a good idea to get, get out of Dodge, as they say. But he, he took his family, and unfortunately, he picked the wrong place to go. He went to the Philippines. Probably because they wouldn't let him come here. And we know what happened in the Philippines and the Japanese. They came in, and if you weren't, well, let's put it this way. If you weren't Japanese, they lined you up and took you for a long walk somewhere. And if you stumbled or fell, they cut your head off with a sword. So, you know, you can't run all the time. You can't run. Now, Ukraine, I'm not saying the people have headed for uh, the border with Poland or wherever, Romania, wherever they end up. You know, these are women and children. They need to go. The men are staying. But there's a lot more to this thing than people are going to tell you. A lot more. 2019, they had a war game. Uh, And they do these things all the time. They did a war game and it was a war game that they focused on it being between Russia and Ukraine. Isn't that amazing that three years ago they were put this thing together and you can look this up on the, uh, on the internet. There are several different places. Just type in 2019 war game, Russia and Ukraine. And you know, you'll get the federalist has a good, uh, Right up of it. There's a couple of them. when I pulled up here is not the Federalist, it's uh national security. Uh they had they came very close to what's going on now. That the Ukrainians put up a pretty good fight that the Russians weren't expecting them to. And of course that that uh in the war game they pushed forward and I'm going to make a long story short in the war game. The main Russian ground offensive was purposely delayed as Russian players focused on several days of shaping of shaping fires aimed at destroying critical enemy capabilities before committing the bulk of their ground forces. Now, you know, I don't know if that happened or not. Here, uh, it doesn't seem like it. It's like a just went on in. Uh, they didn't. They didn't soften up Ukraine as much as they could have. They didn't expect the Ukrainians to come out fighting like they have. Uh, and on and on. Bottom line: in the, uh, I'll get a little bit more in detail perhaps down the road if I don't forget because I often say that and then I forget. The bottom line in this thing is that they, in the war game, they speculated that Putin got pushed into a corner. Uh, I think we jumped in there, or NATO jumped in somehow or another, and at least one billion people end up dead. Now, it's uncanny over the past many months uh, that we've been talking and we talked a lot about COVID before they did the same kind of thing with the COVID thing. They did one in 2010, 2012. Uh, they bounced another one up. Or I forget what year it was. They did it 2018 or so where they, they called it. The, the spars pandemic. And it played out in that little medical war game, just like it played out here in real life. And we aren't out of the woods on that yet. Yeah, COVID's taking a back seat. I talked to a lady the other day, a nurse or whatever, and, and I said something to her about, you yeah, know, I'm just now getting over this head cold. Or, yeah, it's a sinus infection. She says, well, it's nice. This year we're allowed to have colds. You know, before, I was like, oh, God, oh put a mask on, you know, put him in an isolation chamber, uh, tape the door shut, put down the sandbags. He, he might be having COVID. Good Lord. You know, that's where we're at. You know, that we're allowed to have colds this year. So if you want to have a cold, this is the year to have it. Go ahead, jump in, join Tom, and have yourself a nice little cold. Uh, I'll get to that. I I still have the Michael Snyder economic stuff that I want to toss out there. I... I don't know where to go with a lot of the stuff that we have here. My my buddy Mike keeps sending me stuff, and he should know. If you send me something, I'll probably use it before you get to. But his 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 listenership may be a little different than mine. Um, let's go ahead and play this though. It's in there's there's some pretty good information, and I have the uh, documents as well that I downloaded from a reliable source that. Uh, we had a bunch of bio labs set up in Ukraine. And now the cat's out of the bag, or is it the bats are out of the bag? Who, we had better hope not. You know, but did Russia know that? And they went in there to knock off our bio labs before we could develop something that was targeted against them. Now listen to this. This is a, a few minutes long. It's uh, Greg Reese reports.
2: For years now, Russia has made verifiable claims that the U.S. is running secret biological weapons labs around their borders. And while Western media now claims this to be misinformation, back in 2013, they reported on it. While the United States and Murder Incorporated have been waging illegal wars all across the world in the name of democracy, Russia has been quietly selling energy and minding their own business. And according to National Geographic, this was the reason why the Pentagon was building these bioweapons labs in the first place, because Russia was entirely quiet on the subject and the U.S. wanted to get ahead of them. The initial biolab in Kazakhstan was built by the U.S. for $100 million to store high-risk diseases such as plague and anthrax and was hoping to attract scientists who might otherwise create biological weapons of mass destruction for someone else in order to keep the world safe. The U.S. has since built several labs in Kazakhstan. Most recently, a biosafety level four lab to be completed in early 2022. As early as 2004, the Pentagon's Defense Threat Reduction Agency CTRA, began creating a network of bio labs for infectious diseases in Uzbekistan. And within a few years after operations began, outbreaks of unknown diseases were reported in the same areas as the labs. In Georgia, leaked documents show that the U.S. Embassy has been transporting deadly pathogens and human blood as diplomatic cargo in a scheme where private U.S. contractors working for three different U.S. biolabs have been given diplomatic immunity to do so. Shortly after Russia invaded Ukraine, At War Clandestine released a video with maps of U.S. biolabs matching up with maps of the recent attack, suggesting that Russia was securing these top-secret biolabs. Western media claims this is false, but fails to debunk it. And once the video goes viral, the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine is caught deleting evidence of these labs from their website. But not before an independent journalist was able to copy documents showing 11 Ukrainian biolabs funded by the Pentagon. The Russian Embassy to Bosnia has accused the U.S. of filling Ukraine with biolabs, which were very possibly used to study methods for destroying the Russian people at the genetic level. And we now know that these so-called mRNA vaccines are destroying people at the genetic level. We now officially know that COVID-19 is a man-made bioweapon. We know that it was funded by elements of the NIH and Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance. We know that it was made in Wuhan, China. And so, what isn't threatening about the U.S. encircling Russia with top secret biolabs? And who on earth thinks it's a coincidence that everyone involved in the United Nations Great Reset are now the Ukraine's greatest allies of all time? The mercenaries and war profiteers in America are getting excited about making short-term profits off the dead. But the only ones who will benefit from this war are the crooks at the top who have been caught committing the most heinous crime against humanity in all of recorded history. And the only righteous way out of this is to hold these crooks accountable. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg
0: Reese. There you have it. If you get on your internet later and you want to verify anything that he said, just, just uh, you know, I hate saying the word Google, so I won't do a search for bio labs in Ukraine. Uh, I have myself downloaded the map that shows where they're at and the uh, individual documents. I don't know if I got them all or not. It was kind of confusing where I was getting it from, but I got enough to show that we, the United States, have you know, what were we doing with all the, you know, this stuff in Ukraine has been going on for so long. Are we are we so invested in the Ukrainian people strictly because, you know, it, it's a good humanitarian project, or is it because we need to get in there and, and you know, sweep our dirt under the rug? With all that said, You know, we've done a lot of dirty dealings with Vladimir Zelensky. He's not as clean and as clean cut as they want you to think. He's he's standing with his people. I'll give him that. I'm not going to condemn anybody on this program, including Putin. I don't know the full scope and story yet. I know that some of the things that are happening are horrendous, terrible to watch. And that's why you're seeing it. They want you to see how bad Russia is. And they want you to see it like we're in the 60s, 70s, and 80s again. Where every movie that came out, you know, the Russians always thought they're better than we are, and we thought they're better than they are. And, you you know, you always had Schwarzenegger playing a Russian probably a good fit for him 11 11 laboratories just like the one in china spread across ukraine think about that think about it if you know ukraine being the size of texas as they say if we had 11 of those labs spread across the state of texas i don't think the texans would put up with it but you know, we, the uh, military-industrial complex has a way of doing whatever they feel like doing, you know. Now, as we go into this next clip, there in, in my little war, pegs, war, pegs, war Pigs segment, there were some things in there that uh, were probably a little bit harder to understand or hear. Uh, the one was Biden standing beside his chopper. Getting ready to go somewhere is a helicopter. And the the uh, reporter asked him about, you know, prices at the pump and what are they gonna what's gonna happen? And Biden simply saying, Well they're gonna go up. Like he don't care. He'll burn all kinds of jet fuel flying back and forth to Delaware. He doesn't care because he doesn't have to buy gasoline and probably hasn't bought any for who knows how long. Probably 50 years knowing, you know, Slimpy, Skinky Joe. (laughs) But, uh, and I said skinky, not sleepy. He he says it's going to go up, but it's not our fault. Blame it on Russia. Now, we've talked here before about knocking off that, three or four or 10% that, you know, the number keeps flipping and flopping of how many percentage points of oil we take here from Russia. I've said all along, we need to not be doing that, but you know, I don't want to, I'll caveat that with the fact that what we should be doing. And I think I said yesterday we should be doing is finding how we can implement that 3 or 10%, whatever it is, I would say even go 30% of oil from right here on our shores to make up for what we don't take from Russia. Get it pumping now. But no, it's too late. We've already, He's already said we will not accept any Russian oil. So it's Russia's fault. We are going to go to the pump within the next few days, and the gas prices may be you know, now at 409 in in most areas that I know of, it could be six, seven, eight. Thank you very much. You stinking idiot, liberal, jackass, socialist, Democrat. Ugh. Don't point at Putin and say, oh, he's a communist because you, Joe Biden, are just as communist as he is. You don't care about your people. You're sinking us. In a, in, a, in a cesspool of your own device. Uh, now, anyway, and also there was a little clip of Hillary Clinton smiling while she talked about, we need to go to war. Uh, this is a, a clip here that we're going to play. It's it, it's going to start out with that ridiculousness of Hillary Clinton and a couple others. It'll fade into Tulsi Gabbard talking to uh, uh, Laura Ingram on her program, and then we'll have... Victor Davis Hanson from that same program pop in at a later time. Let's go ahead and listen just for a minute. Give my voice a rest.
1: Freedom, if you care about democracy, if you care about... oh,
0: If you care about freedom or if you care about democracy, that's I might have missed a little chunk there at the beginning, so just think about that.
1: Freedom, if you care about democracy, if you care about... Uh, the rights of uh, individuals, Uh, if you care about our future, uh, even though it's a war that is happening uh, far away, it is a war that will affect um, what kind of world we're going to live in. The Ukrainians are really, and I would argue, fighting for all of us.
4: <laughs> Can't do
3: much right now. Russia's is responsible. Joining me now, former Democrat Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard. Um, Congresswoman, why are we talking about no-fly zones instead of the fact that for the first time we have President Zelensky stepping back from his earlier NATO wishes and even demands?
5: That that is literally the most important question here, Laura, or not. And clearly, this continued escalation of this conflict and this war is not in the best interest of the American people or the world, frankly, which is why Zelensky's statement last night with on M, on ABC News for the first time uh, that I'm aware of, opening the door, a window of opportunity where he's open to the fact of saying, "Hey, yeah, maybe maybe we'll set this NATO membership thing aside," and he's willing to talk with Putin directly to negotiate uh, the outcome or the status of these disputed territories. Really extending an olive branch. Uh, two points here. The first thing I thought is why isn't this making headlines everywhere? Why isn't everybody talking about this? Uh, Even ABC News themselves didn't write a great piece and and publish this across all their platforms. Had to dig to find it. But secondly, and and really most importantly, is why isn't the Biden-Harris administration Charging forward to take advantage of and support President Zelensky in in this opening that that he has created in trying to bring about an end to this conflict, bringing about an end to this suffering that we're seeing every single day. Now, is only- it gone?
3: Unless there's some miracle in the offing, but the longer this goes on, the higher the price. I would argue that Putin is going to try to enact from Ukraine. It's not like it's going to get easier as time goes on. It's going to get harder for Ukraine as it gets, go, goes on. And yet, yet we don't seem to hear any of this, any discussion of this from the foreign policy elites in Washington.
5: Nothing that the Biden administration has done situation, which is why the only conclusion that I can draw about why they have been completely silent and not engaging at all on this window of opportunity that President Zelensky opened last night is that. What is happening before our eyes right now is exactly what they want to see continue. Uh,
0: boom and we'll go on in a minute. Listen to that very closely. What they're, you know, Laura Logan says over and over again, it's the outcome that they want. It's the outcome. I could even say this, that they desire. These war hawks now have an outcome that they desire. They, they, they're going to push us into Ukraine. We're going to end up fighting the Russians, and who knows how that's going to end. Now I, I hope I'm wrong. But just listen to Clinton and, and these other nimsticks. Oh, a no-fly zone, great idea. Uh, give, them, give them the Polish MiGs. But what did they do just recently is they took those Polish planes, those Polish MiGs, transferred them to an American base. So now the polo pollocks can say, oh, "We aren't the ones that did it. We gave them to the Americans to play with. They were, you know, you know, painting new things on there or something, and then they shoved them over there to Ukraine or whatever." Yeah.
5: Is that because it's good for the the military-industrial complex? It, it makes these politicians uh, look tough, and and really, you know, it, it out uh, just recently. Really, what their aims are? This this war machine, this power elite in Washington, is they want to turn Ukraine into another Afghanistan, turn into this killing fields where this long-term insurgency is supported, and they bleed out and 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 cripple, uh, kill as many Russians as possible for who knows. Who knows how long? And, and they're really showing their real aim in the fact that they're not taking action right now to end this conflict.
3: Tulsi, so they're fighting for Americans in Ukraine. What? Who,
5: who's who, what? You know, pe- people like Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, they all use this flowery language about... You know, so much more for gas, so much more for food, make those decisions between filling their gas tank and buying groceries because freedom. The question that we should all be asking them is, Okay, uh, tell us Russia somehow has the power to take away our freedom of speech. Here in America, tell us how Russia has the power to take away uh, the the freedom and rights of parents who want to make sure their kids are getting a quality education. Uh, tell us how Russia has the power somehow to take away our right to bear arms, the rights that are enshrined in our Bill of Rights. The answer to these is they don't. They don't have that power, no, so the, the lines that were being sold, it's it's just crap, Laura. It's no. crap, and sadly, their actions are resulting in more and more people suffering rather than being leaders and de-escalating this and bringing about an end to this war.
0: You can't ask it, Frank, cl- clearer and plainer than that. And that's why you hear me stealing... <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard's talking points from other other show hosts she's well worth hearing I'd like to get her on my show we talk for an hour if she wants to but I don't, I don't know that that'll ever happen um, but I'll tell you she's she's spot-on you know they are they're they're getting the outcome that they want or that they desire that's my word they're frothing at the mouth When you see Hillary Clinton in this clip that I played earlier, which you can't see when you listen to it here, but if you look it up on YouTube, uh, you can find it somewhere. She's got this sardonic smile on her face the whole time that she is uh, saying all this stuff. that We need to fight for the Ukrainian people. They're fighting for us fighting for us they're fighting for their country i don't have a stock in ukraine never have you know there's some guys that say well you couldn't find ukraine on a map i can now because it's been going on long enough that they they really are they're 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 sardonically smiling they're salivating it's like you know you're looking they're looking towards an all-out military incursion and just how many deaths they can stack up on both sides. They don't care about, you know, American lives. These people don't. They aren't going to, you know, um, Chelsea Clinton isn't going to go off to war as a nurse. And her kids aren't going anywhere. The power elites don't go to war. You find very few that will. And not like I like the MMA guy that uh, I had yesterday from carlson well actually i got that from my own youtube search but uh he he's i'm with him i'm not going i wouldn't go anywhere i'm 61 years old i'm not going anywhere anyway I'm, i don't i'm not vaccinated and I, I don't have a passport i don't plan to get one i don't need to go anywhere i don't know anybody in canada that wants me to visit or mexico and those are the only two places that i can probably bounce into uh, i 've been around the world a couple of times so i don 't need to I don't need to see the rest of it. It has drastically changed over the last couple of years anyway in these places so i don't i don't want to see how that 's changed I want to remember frankfurt and rome and and London as they were and not as they are now look at it on t v and see it's it 's not good i 'm just not a world traveler folks <laughs> it 's not a knock against anybody that is. You don't know where you're going to get into when you go places anymore. You know, will you be able to get back? But anyway, let's get back to the. <laughs> stay on topic, Tom. Stay on topic. They don't care about the deaths. On what side? These people love blood. They love it. They they need it. It's like they're their way of getting victory, I don't know, or whatever. You know, the blood of dead GIs and and Russians would make them so happy. And then they could, you know, pump their fist in the air and feel like they've really done something. Now, now we've cut the Russians off. We can usually turn our selves back around and, and call the king over in Saudi Arabia or Prince, whoever's running the show over there now at the house of Saud and say, Hey, uh, we need to buy some oil from you. Can you, can you crank up the spigot and get it going? Well, there's a problem there. I just heard this for, I came up to, to show Saudi Arabians won't even take a phone call from Biden. They say when you back us in Yemen, which they have a war of their own on going on in Yemen, when you back us in Yemen, then yeah, we might think about talking to you. So that was one of our go-to's, wasn't it? Now we're, we're now we're back to the the drug dealing Venezuelan South Americans or Central America, whatever you want to call it, or we're dealing with the uh, uh, Iranians. Oh boy, what an idea! Help them get their nukes so they can zip one over to us or blow up our friends in Israel instead of cranking up our own production. So this thing and this whole deal keeps coming back to one deal. It's all about the oil in, in the long roundabout of it. Um, Victor David Hanson, Davis Hanson, uh, will take us out of this next segment. Very, very fluent guy. Uh, and Laura's with him as well. One, two, three, make it a couple of seconds here. Joining me now is
3: Victor Davis Hanson, Hello. Hoover Institution Senior Fellow. Victor, um, your take on how this is proceeding. We now learn today that Zelensky may be edging closer to some type of position that could lead to, uh, we hope, the ceasing of this invasion and the needless violence uh, but doesn't seem what, like what the press corps or suri- certainly the establishment in Washington almost wants at this point.
6: Well, he has a different constituency. He's got 43 million people that are faced with a Russian army, and he's fought brilliantly, and he's starting to achieve parity. So he's in a, an advantageous uh, negotiating position vis-a-vis 10 days ago, and he's going to use it for the interests of his own people, and he should if he can get a good deal. And, and it's a tribute to his courage and his people. But... You know, Lord, not his fault. Or Pete Buttigieg talks about electric charging stations. He's telling the guy down the 99 freeway who's driving 12 hours a day in a diesel truck, yeah, we, you know, you should have learned coding. You, you're going to lose $200 a day. That's no big deal. Or he's telling the farmer who out mm-hmm. here in California his, his, his nitrogen is tripled. And he's saying, you know what? It's not my fault. It's your fault. Or he's telling that when they have this modern monetary theory, they print all this money, we get 7.5 inflation. What they're really doing is they're telling this couple, who only had their life savings of fifty thousand in a passbook account, no, go into, go speculate in the the Wall Street, the market, go flip houses. But we're sorry that your one percent interest, if you if you can get that in your passbook, has just cost you about seven and a half percent of your life savings in one year. And so it's a real callousness. And uh, same thing with the border. You know, we have this idea that borders are obsolete, but they're really telling people along the border, we don't care how your schools are impacted, your crime. We don't care about you have to wear masks and you have to get vaccinated and two million people don't. So it's really revealing now. I think we got the wrong paradigm. These are very selfish, arrogant people who worship theory and abstraction and have no concern. No, but they never suffer. That's the point.
3: Yeah, Victor, they They never, never they never sacrifice. They won't move an inch off their green radicalism. Doesn't matter how many people suffer. They don't care. And to your point that you made, the director of uh, the National Economic Council is celebrating today, basically, the destruction of our energy industry. Watch.
6: The only viable
5: path to energy independence for the American economy is to reduce the energy intensity of our economy overall uh, and ultimately to reduce it to zero and get ourselves to a position where we're no longer reliant on fossil fuels. That's a long term project. uh, But what we're seeing today um, and the geopolitics and the economic pain should only reinforce uh, our efforts to try to move there more quickly.
3: Zero carbon, Victor. Let me hold on. I just want everyone watching to know. That guy, who's willing to bankrupt the country for X number of years, is being hosted by the American Enterprise Institute in Sea Island, Georgia. That's where the think tankers are taking our, our discourse, Victor, on what to do with America. They, so just wanted to throw that out there. What a nightmare he is.
6: Yeah, well, translate that, that means that means North Dakota, Alaska, Texas, You're not going to produce any of the dirty fuel. But we're going to go beg the narco state of Venezuela. And we're going to beg the theocracy and the terrorist state of Iran. And we're going to beg beg Vladimir Putin and the royal Saudi house. We're going to have them pump the dirty oil that we won't pump. And then it's it's going to make us safer. Well, all we're doing is empowering people who don't particularly like America. And uh, we're telling people who do like America, you can't help us and it's insane it's nihilistic it's i don't i don't know what the logic is other than it's destructive it's destroying the middle class here and it's making us vulnerable and our enemies are delighted about it and he thinks this is good
0: yeah he thinks it's good <clears throat> any any time you can catch a glimpse of, or hear from Victor Davis Hanson it's well worth your while if you go on youtube you can you know search for him on different programs he shows up he has a, a podcast of his own i don't know if he's still got it running as much as he did before but you can download him at your wherever podcasting platform you use and he is very intelligent he's a guy that you know he, he's straight to the point he doesn't talk over your head either that's what i like because um, he, he with with me probably could very easily. Now um, again, I have a paper in front of me. It says twenty two observations about the new world war that just started in Ukraine, and this is written by a guy by the name of Michael Snyder, the uh, uh, the economist of some sort. He calls himself. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll get that to you later, Uh, Michael Snyder says, uh, and I'm, I'm going to breeze through the, these uh, 22 deals. I don't think I need to read them all, but I, I do think there's some things here worth our perusal and thinking about. First of all, now that Russia has invaded Ukraine, any hope for peace between the United States and Russia is gone forever. I believe that. Without some kind of a strong diplomatic future, and it's not going to happen in the Biden regime because these people are weak, and stupid, uh, we're not going to see any kind of anything. I mean, even if we came to a, a, a peace in very strong scare quotes, it would be tenuous and shaky at best. The conflict between our two nations will continue until one side or the other is totally defeated. That is a pretty sobering thought. both are both sides are armed with nuclear weapons. It's just a matter of time before somebody size to, Hey, we're going to just use one. Once they use one, I believe that's the end. Uh, now it's not the end of all time. We know as we read the scriptures, the Bible does not change itself. Uh, the word of God is the word of God. We believe that I believe that. And, uh, these guys aren't going to end the world, but they definitely are. They have the power to do some pretty serious damage. They say it in the war game, a billion people died in the war game. It's just a game, a tabletop game. But uh, these guys are the do these things are serious strategists, you know, that sit there and do these things and, and a billion people or more. That's a seventh. One out of seven people, you know, would be dead one out of seven people on the planet would be dead. or That's pretty close. There's about 8 billion people, actually. So one out of eight. There you go. Uh, as Putin uh, launched the invasion of Ukraine, uh, he actually warned other countries that he would use nukes against them if they attempted to intervene. <clears throat> Biden, administration, the Ukrainians, and the Russians all lied to us over and over again well that's goes without saying there when you have de- uh, politicians i almost said democrats when you have politicians there's you better be able to decipher discern and understand that a lot of times they don't tell you everything you need to know and when they don't tell you everything they're lying He says we should all be very angry at Putin. He completely destroyed the last hope the world had for peace when he launched a full invasion of Ukraine. If you have kept his forces in just Donetsk and Luhansk, there would have been the possibility of diplomatic solution. That's a pretty telling thing, too, that we've just crossed a Rubicon, as they say, into a place where peace is gone. Until someone can rear his head and say, I have a way to bring peace. You better be watching for that person and watching him very close. He's going to be benevolent. He's going to be wonderful. He might even be very handsome or beautiful in in the eyes of some. He'll have all the words that people want to hear. He'll have all the ideas that people need to hear and, and see, and he'll straighten it all out for a short time. Uh, you know, yeah, great. Joe Biden says he's going to hit Russia with the biggest cyber attack in history. That would be an act of war. Article five of the NATO codes, or whatever, would come into effect because the Russians are going to, in like, bring that back towards us and other Natos, which he's already said he would do. If we if we launch a cyber attack against Russia, they'll retaliate with cyber attacks of their own, and we are extremely vulnerable. That's the Article 5 you hear a lot about if you're listening to the news. Uh, NATO-packed stuff. The Russians have more than a thousand ways of making us feel pain. They're not afraid to play dirty. They certainly are not. Uh, Zelensky pushed all of his chips into the middle of the table when the Russians knew full and well that he wasn't holding any cards. Now he's going to lose his entire country. Very possible. Oh, but the Ukrainians are fighting tooth, nail, and claw. And, you know, I'm telling you, the full brunt of the Russian bear has not fallen on them yet. <clears throat> he he uh, thought, Zelensky did, that the Western powers of the United States would just come come right to his aid if the Russians invaded. After what we've witnessed over the past year, that is an incredibly foolish thing to believe. <laughs> no kidding we just pulled out of Afghanistan a place where we pretty had pretty much had a stronghold yes we still had to fight and some of our guys were getting hit but we still had a stronghold we were we were the guys that were holding on to things pretty well but yet we pulled out and left everybody and 13 of our soldiers died for it for no reason of all at all okay, the Biden administration will try to turn the rest of the world against the Russians and will try to suffocate the life out of them economically, but it won't work. Now, this is something that people don't hear about on the news, but in the alt news, which I believe is probably closer to factual than anything even you'll hear on Fox, it 's not going to work because russia is very self sufficient when it comes to food energy and other essentials and Putin has also signed a very extensive trade agreement with China for coal and oil the that that little three percent or whatever three to ten percent whatever the swing number is that we just said we won't take from them somebody else is going to take it uh, the uk uh, Boris Johnson already said it's you know, we already know that we cannot take, you know, we can't just take Russia off the, off the, off the uh, uh, table here for our, our uh, energy needs. We can't do it. It's a, it's, it's a fool's errand, basically. So UK UK's not going to give up on Russian oil, and neither is Germany. But the thing of it is, is Putin can say, I'm going to make your life miserable, I'll just shut it off and ship it to China, Iran, or whoever else wants it. Uh, India. There's another one. Those people are going to take whatever they can get, and Putin will sell it to them cheap. He said, I got so much of it, I'll give you a cut rate. You'll never be able to buy it from the United States. Well, you can't buy it from us anyway because we don't make any. Goodness gracious. You know, Putin wouldn't have made this move if he didn't have an understanding with China behind the scenes. The Chinese are allowing the Russians to invade Ukraine. But in return, this guy, Michael Snyder says, I believe that there is an agreement for the Russians to support China when the Chinese finally invade Taiwan. And, you know, the Chinese are, you know, they're going to see how weakly the Western powers have responded in this Ukrainian invasion and... That makes an invasion of Taiwan much more likely. So if you live in Taiwan and if you're able to listen to what we're saying today, be ready. Your buddies in China are probably on their way because they're going to see just how weak everybody else is and how much, how feckless they are and how they aren't going to come to your aid. They're going to sit back and talk about no-fly zones that they won't do, and they'll talk about shipping you, uh, some stingers or whatever that, you know, after a while, those aren't going to do just exactly what you need because hordes of Chinese soldiers are going to be coming at you right face for first. <clears throat> this guy says he doesn't think Putin's as smart as he thought he was. He's going to win the battle for Ukraine, but now his country can never have positive relations with Western nations ever again. I, I guarantee you, if it comes down to something with the global energy deal, <laughs> Putin will find a way. But, yes, he's going to damage himself in this whole thing. It's it's not going to bear, bear well for him or bode well. <clears throat> oh, yeah, the uh, global energy crisis is going to get a whole lot worse. Russia exports an enormous amount of energy, and European nations gobble it up like addicts. This conflict threatens to dislocate the flow of global energy to a degree that we haven't seen since WW2. <clears throat> many, many warned us of our disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan would embolden the Russians to move against Ukraine. Those that issued such warnings have been proven correct. U.S. military is in the worst condition that we've ever seen I, I agree with him on this uh, michael Snyder. and in, in in my entire lifetime you know we've had times when the when the uh, numbers dipped and dripped a bit we'd get rid of people like clinton and build it back up and then obama knock it out and then trump build it back up at this point the united states military is not at all prepared to fight the russians or anyone else for that matter especially the chinese or the russians either one many people out there love to criticize trump but even he understood that you don't mess with the Russians unless they are messing with you. The best thing to do with the Russians is just leave them alone. All throughout history, those who have chosen to pick a fight with Russia have ended up regretting it. The Russians will do whatever it takes to win, and they are absolutely ruthless. I've said this many times. I'm not a military Strategist. I did my time in the military. I did a lot of war games myself in different places, like uh, in, you know, you're from almost North Korea, uh, just on the border, South Korea, uh, where we mocked invasions and fights and whatnot, uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, all over the place. We did all kinds of stuff. We, we played those games. You know, and as a, as a guy in the foxhole, you don't really get the smell of the whole thing. But you know what you're doing. You know that you're the uh, cannon fodder, basically. So we need to really open our eyes here. Uh, Like I said, I'm not a military strategist, but I can look back and say this. This guy's right. Michael Snyder's right on a lot of things. First of all, Russia has probably damaged themselves pretty significantly in the world's eyes. We have, too. What we did in Afghanistan pulling out the way we did shows weakness, and weakness is something that the rest of the world, especially places like Iran and Pakistan, China, Russia, any Muslim nation, that uh, other Muslim nation that wants to raise up and join their brothers in Iran or whoever, I mean, they're all looking at it saying, you guys are weak. You do this all the time. You you pulled out of Vietnam. Now I've got friends that will argue and say, we won Vietnam. Well, we didn't win it. Because when we left, the, the, uh, the communists took over. We won the battles, but we lost the war. Winning the battles means nothing. It's just men getting killed. And you know what? I, I stand with my Vietnam veteran friends, those that are left. Don't think I'm knocking you. Don't think I'm spitting in your face like those punks did when you came home from Vietnam. I say to everyone that I see wearing a hat or a shirt, welcome home. Shake his hand if he wants to. These days, people might not want to shake your hand, but you know, I always do that when I when I can out in a crowd at store, restaurants, whatever. When I see a Vietnam vet, I always welcome him home because when he came home, he didn't always get it, and it was a black eye on America when we pulled out the way we did, and we did it, the same thing again in Afghanistan. So when you see a guy that's, you know, going to wear his uniform shirt or. Uh, an Afghan hat or whatever, you, you acknowledge him and let him know he's he's welcome here. He didn't do anything wrong. It's a scumbag sitting in the White House that did it. The dirt ball that decided this, this was how we were going to end another war, you know, another worthless Democrat. Now, it was actually a Republican that pulled us out of Vietnam, but he wasn't worth much either did one good thing Nixon he sent arms and help to Israel when they needed it and he saved their skin but other than that Nixon was too busy and too paranoid to get anything worthily done let's look at a, a quick piece of scripture and let you go home <laughs> go home let you just get back to your life okay Uh, we've already looked at Ezekiel 38 extensively before, not really extensively. We're going to get deep on that one, I think. And Luke 21, Luke 21. The the disciples are asking the same thing they asked in Matthew 24. He says, and he said to them, take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And at that time, draweth near go ye not therefore after them that you better be watching for people who claim to be Christ those who there's going to be a guy step up sooner or later and each one that does it each one that comes along and says I'm Jesus you know or whatever that puts the false anointing upon himself that they They escalate as it goes until you get somebody who's so charismatic, everybody falls for it, and Jesus warns us over and over, take heed that you do not be deceived. For many shall come into my name, saying, I am Christ, and and the time draweth near, go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by nation should raise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, great earthquakes, diverse places on and on. Nation against nation, kingdom against... if you look around, there's more than Russia and Ukraine going on. the Saudis and Yemen, the Iranians proxy warring in Syria uh it, it, it this stuff is all over the place. it's all over the map. China, you know, sitting there kind of, looking down towards Taiwan and thinking, boy, we're, we can't wait till we can sink our teeth into you. Don't be terrified, Jesus said. Don't be terrified. Now, there's some things that we need to be concerned about in this one because there's nukes on the table. And none of us want to face a nuke. <laughs> and we could very easily. They have submarines that could go anywhere on the planet, pop their doors open, and unleash all holy hell on both coasts. So, you know, it's something to be concerned about, but not terrified. This is Tom Richardson with Removing Confusion, March the 9th, 2022. Until the next time, which may be sooner than I know, have a great day, great night. See you later.